Hey guys, welcome to Dark Vale. We're your hosts, John and Tori. Dark Vale is a podcast that discusses the darker side of life. We are not professionals on any of the topics we discuss. We do as much research as we can, and we do try to be as accurate as possible. However, no one is perfect, and neither are we. Because we're discussing the darker side of things, this podcast is best listened to by a mature audience. So sit back and get ready to podcast and chill! Welcome to Dark Vale, and welcome to episode 11. 11! My name is John. And my name is Tori. And today we are talking about gruesome torture techniques, ancient and modern. Ooh. Yeah. And this is very exciting for me because I find ancient torture devices very interesting. That's a weird hobby. Yeah. They're very, uh, well, they're very gruesome and, and that, but I don't make them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's not actually a hobby, but it is interesting. And also, um, ah, I can't think of the word. It's, it's interesting, but it's also, um, crazy to think of the kind of person who comes up with some of these because they're oddly creative. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, I think one of the more interesting aspects of it is the mind that came up with these to, yeah, to create them is just insane. Yeah. And the ancient torture devices, they were used in a lot of different scenarios from um, men and women that uh, had adultery, um, women being accused of witchcraft and found guilty of it, um, kings using it to get confessions and get the truth yeah and uh i guess that's just some of the reasons they were used um some of these torture devices are so brutal that you gotta imagine that these creators were actually deriving some sort of pleasure from seeing somebody else in pain yeah that's crazy yeah so it, it definitely takes a real special mind to come up with some of these. By special, do you mean completely insane? Yeah. Yeah. And special as in something that I don't think a lot of us, a lot of us possess. To... It, it's quite psychopathic. So you're going to do the ancient or the older torture stuff and I'm going to cover newer stuff. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and for just the sake of time and stuff, because it's really interesting to go through like a bunch of them, we're not going to go into backstories and detail about like who was using them, when, where, what part of the world, what year. Yeah. We're just going to talk about... There's actually so much information on that that I found on uh, Wikipedia that we could literally 
do probably another two or three podcasts just discussing who used it and yeah. for what reasons and in what era, um, who created these. Because there is some of these that say some peasant created for some king to be able to use and other kings created this for other kings to be able to use. And like there is a ton of history and story that go into it. Um so yeah, like I said, that there'd be a few different podcasts just to fill in all the information for that. Yeah. So this one's just focusing on just the actual torture devices themselves. Yeah, concentrated shock factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah you betcha. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I've got a list here. And it's from an article on EliteReaders.com. The article is by Anne H. And uh, she talks about 27 of the most brutal torture techniques. And I don't know if I'll discuss all of them because they're... I mean, that's... And that's 27 of a variety of different ones. Yeah. Um, But I will... We'll... We'll talk about as many as we can anyway, and we'll also post the link so you guys can see what some of these devices look like because you really they need to be seen. Yeah. The to... one I'm the one I'm looking at looks like something out of the movie Saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This this one so this is um a neck torture device. And it is simply a circular piece of metal or wood with very sharp spikes and it is worn on the neck it uh, is looking like a very painful device it says it's painful this device uh, prevents people from laying down eating or lowering their head for days and I could see why Um, the radius of that would obviously stick out further the the spikes are on the inside though. Yeah. Yeah, so the spikes are against your neck and I could see like a reverse dog collar basically. You know like yeah. those classic collars with spikes yeah, except exactly. the spikes are going into your neck. They're the opposite way. Yeah. And it looks like it'd be a fairly snug fit like yeah, you're not really doing anything while that's on you. Yeah, it doesn't it looks like there's enough room for your neck to just be kind of touching the tips of them and maybe not definitely like stabbing right into your neck, but they're definitely hurting your neck. And I think that's that looks like what's part of the torture because you move one tiny muscle and it's it's going in a yeah. little bit. Yeah, exactly. And on the... I don't know if that's the back or the front, but it almost looks like there's a handle. Like somebody could grab yeah. that and give it a tug if they wanted. And Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. But yeah, that one. But as far as some of these torture devices and techniques that we're going to mention, this one seems like one of the more mild oh, yeah, and this, tame ones. This one's definitely one of the ones I would pick if I had to pick <laughs> yeah. one of the ones on the list. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. This next one <clears throat> is called the tub, and it basically looks like a giant wooden barrel that you would kind of sit in or squat in, and 
a bigger piece of wood that kind of fits around your neck, keeping your head out of it. And that's just where you stay. Um, it says convicts uh, placed in a wooden tub with their heads exposed were regularly fed. So they eventually swam in their own feces. Soon worms and maggots from their rotting excrement would eat their bodies alive. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't read... Like, I, I, I knew the first one because I looked at it while we were waiting, but I didn't yep. read these. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I read through all of these, and there is some really brutal ones. Sorry for cutting in there. No, no worries. The So, the executioner, he also paints the convict's face with milk and honey to allow flies and different insects to feed on your face because you can't get your arms out and brush them off. You're just stuck with little things eating you until you eventually die or you get infection and that kills you. But that would be a very slow, painful, smelly death. Yeah, that one <clears throat> sucks. Yeah. So this next one is also, it's a neck torture device it fastens to your neck it's called the heretic's fork and it's essentially a double-sided pitchfork that gets strapped to your neck and one side of the pitchfork pokes into your just probably below and behind your chin like that nice soft fleshy oh. part there oh you mean my uh, my second chin where that is <laughs> yeah yes that's okay. where that's where that one's going and the bottom part of it is kind of pushing into that nice fleshy part just above your sternum yeah and it's keeping your head tilted back as if you're looking up at the sky yeah and uh yeah so it says this one is a metal piece with two bi-pronged forks on each end. This device is attached to a belt and strapped on the neck while the person hangs from the ceiling. Oh. So that makes it even worse. Yeah. Because you're not just standing or sitting in a chair looking up. You're actually hanging upside down. So you have no sense of balance. So it would be like you're you're suspended. You have no stabilization. So it would be even easier to... Yeah. Maybe get hurt by it because you don't have any sense of reason because that none of it makes sense. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Oh and <clears throat> sorry, I said that you hang upside down. Uh, it doesn't actually specifically say you hang upside down. So you could actually just be just be hanging by whatever, however they decide to hang you from the roof. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're upside down. So yeah, it just says from the ceiling. But yeah. But I either mean, way, just yeah. being suspended like that and then having to forcibly hold your head up, like your yeah. neck would get tired. How does You'd it want kill to rest. Um, well, it says here, one end of the device is placed under the individual's chin while the other end points at the sternum. If the person drops or lowers his head, you know what would happen next. Yeah, good point. So, I mean, imagine you, at some point you're going to need to sleep. Right? As soon as you sleep, your muscles relax. 
I'm not going to, I don't, yeah, I guess there's a point where your body's exhausted. It just has to shut down and sleep. But if I'm hanging from the roof, I don't feel like it's going to be cozy enough to sleep. But you're going to be up there indefinitely probably so yeah exactly and, <laughs> and if it's a torture that's lasting long enough i mean you're gonna if you're not getting food you're not getting water i mean eventually you're just gonna pass out even just yeah. from that and your head is just gonna do the rest yikes i don't like that no so this one is called rope torture this torture is easy to use since the device is easy to find and the executioner can think of several ways to inflict pain on their victims using a simple rope. They could hang the victims, let horses drag them, or they could simply tie them to a tree and wait for wild animals to eat the victims alive. Yikes, that one's pretty brutal too. It's, yeah, it's it doesn't sound very brutal because it's just rope and it depends how they tie you up and where they tie you but the creative mind could yeah tie you to a tree and leave you for the animals to feed at you yeah. slowly like who knows that one's classic i've seen a lot of stuff with rope torture. yeah <clears throat> yeah so this next one <clears throat> excuse me is one of the particularly brutal ones this one's called impalement and I know when I think of impale, I think just getting a big spike stuck through your chest or something like that. Um, but somebody got fairly creative with this. Somebody by the name of Vlad the Impaler. This was one of his favorite methods of execution. Um, his men forced the victims to sit on a very sharp and uh, thick pole. Yeah. So obviously, it's like a giant stake, basically. It gets wider the lower it gets. Yeah. It starts off thin. It's giant, like a like a javelin length. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it looks like it's thicker. Yeah. One. And these ones are placed upright, obviously, because you're being forced to sit on it. Uh, the victims will slowly slide down this due to their own weight. And it usually took the victims up to three days to die. Okay, wait. So they have to sit on it and it mm -hmm. goes up their butt? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically... This one doesn't specify, but I was reading on a few different articles about how this one goes. So the, the person is forced to sit on this with it in their actual butthole. And right. if... You were a female. This went in... Your vagina? Yeah. Okay. Um, guys, sorry for using the real words. <laughs> um, <clears throat> John's looking at me like, can you say the word? Because I don't want to. Um, I don't mind saying the word vagina. It's just uh, this particular yeah. torture being put there there, and like... Uh, that sounds gross. Yeah, it's so, a big... So the picture is showing it's... It's a, going in his butt, and it's actually coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Ultimately, is what happens to this person. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, exactly. This person's own weight slowly pulled that. Oh, my God. It says, 
um, Vlad the Impaler watched approximately 20,000 people get executed like that. Yeah. While, while... enjoying his meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vlad the Impaler was sitting there eating his supper and watching people slide down poles slowly. That was his form that, of entertainment. That actually is sickening as hell. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't agree more that it's sickening the actual way, like the actual torture device, but to be able to sit there and find that, like, we like to sit and maybe watch Friends, an episode of Friends while we eat supper or, or something, and, and this fella was absolutely watching people slowly die and scream uh, while he ate his supper. Oh, man. I honestly, I, the, the kind of person that can do that is... Right. He's the person that should be on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hope that's how he died. I... Yeah, actually, I'm, <laughs> I wonder how he died. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was that would be something I would definitely need to look up. So this next one is called Coffin Torture. And it's basically just a cage that hangs in the middle of, a, of the town or the village. And with this one, it was known as the most preferred torture technique in the Middle Ages. Convicts or victims are placed in this coffin-like structure that are usually hung in trees or in the gallows. Overweight and obese people are also forced inside to their discomfort. Like, it's not very big. And they will be left there to die. And the birds will feed on their remains. You'll just hang there till you uh, starve to death, basically. Or That sounds very psychologically horrible too because this is in the middle of a town like you might see well some of it's in the middle of a town i'm just going by the picture yeah it says on the in the description that it was hung in the trees or in the gallows but oh but this one is actually placed in like a town square yeah hmm. okay either way it would be very psychologically disturbing because um they didn't do anything to you Yep. They're just waiting for you to, like, slowly die naturally from whatever happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like... Could you imagine walking... So you're walking through this village and you see somebody hanging up there. Might have been even a friend of yours at one point, And they're yeah. begging for food or water. And literally, if you help them, you're probably the next one to be in there. Like, you just have to... That would be psychological torture for the other people. Yeah. Also, probably a fairly good deter deterrent to uh, keep you from doing whatever crime they might have done. Yeah. I feel like back then was really notorious for... Kind of making up their own laws. Like, ah, uh, you're getting hung for this and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's it for... It was pretty sketchy what the actual laws were and stuff, too, with certain stuff. It's like, if someone just didn't like you or if there was a rumor about you, you could even get, like, fucked over like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, little things like that. I've read um, stories before where something as simple as uh, stealing fruit from the kingdom's yard 
like the the or sorry the king's land yeah or whatever like something as simple as that could get you hung or killed the punishment doesn't fit the crime yeah at all that's exactly it <clears throat> so the next one is one that we've i think everybody's heard of seen in movies is the iron maiden um which is a fairly simple design it's just an enclosure with the door and there are just spikes long spikes everywhere and you get put inside this thing the door closes and you get impaled in all directions um so it says here the a metal structure that resembles a woman so this one i guess in particular doesn't really resemble a woman, but it's just got a, <laughs> a nicely crafted woman's head yeah. on there, I guess. Um, <clears throat> this device has a front hinge with long, sharp spikes that line its interior to impale the victim in all directions. Uh, the victim will be locked inside the chamber as the interrogator shouts out questions. They will also poke the victim with jagged edges. Um... People are getting interrogated inside that. It just looks like as soon as it closes, you're dead. Yeah, so <laughs> reading that, that made me think that these these probably go into you, but maybe not very deep. Oh, but it, like, yeah. So you don't die, but they're definitely yeah. entering your, your flesh. And yeah, that would make somebody want to answer all those questions real quick, I would think. Yeah, I wonder how many of these people got killed anyway. I feel like almost none of them, they were like, okay, guys, um, get the pole out of that guy's butt. He answered our question. <laughs> yeah. Like... It's it's only halfway through him. He's he's good. Let's get him off. He, he answered. Like, I understand some of these are punishment techniques, which are meant to be a death penalty, yeah. basically. And some of them, I, th I feel like they were... They're presented to the victim as if you tell us the truth this isn't going to happen to you right yeah but i still feel like pretty much all of them got killed even if when they gave the information oh yeah like it's just a really like morbid sad idea all like all of it it's like well yeah well and imagine something like this so say it didn't kill you you give your answer and it's it's like you answered the question, it was what they wanted to hear. Now you're free with 60 holes in your body. Um, are those healing up without infection? Did this thing get cleaned from the last person? Like that alone could kill you. Oh, uh, yeah. Back then, there is... No health care at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So infection, I think, in a lot of aspects of these ones could have gone a long way to being a slow, painful death on their own. Yeah. Um, so this... Oh, you told me about this yeah. one. This one's <laughs> fucked. I don't like it. Yeah. This one is really brutal. Uh, this one's called the lead sprinkler. And it basically looks like a long wand or maybe like a, like a baby rattle that's just really long. Yeah. Um, the end of it is a hollow ball. Um, the bottom of that ball would be completely enclosed and the top of it is got holes in it and so that you can sprinkle exactly it would allow you to halfway fill it up 
with something and then sprinkle. And that something, the executioner fills this device with molten tar, lead, boiling oil, or boiling water. And the contents are allowed to drip on the victim's body. Death ensues when the executioner finally pulls, pours molten silver in the patient's eyes. Yikes. So, like, I, uh, that's fucked, that's screwed up because yeah. somebody is basically waving a death wand at you. Um, molten tar uh, just sounds horrific. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, when I was a kid, I, I used to love playing with lighters and melting things and, and it was just fun. But with that, um, I also like have melted things and had it drip on me by accident, yep. like a piece of plastic. And when something that's melted and it falls on you and sticks to you, your first reaction, my first reaction anyway, wasn't to just stand there and take it. I brushed it off. Yep. Like I wanted to get it off me. Melted plastic melts to your skin. Yep. When you brush it off immediately, you take the skin with it. Yep. And like you don't even get a blister really because you just sent the skin flying with that piece of plastic. Now getting molten tar, I don't know if these people were bound and, and gagged or you know how they were done with this. But if somebody had a wand full of molten tar and flicked it at you yeah. and you just got spattered like a shotgun blast of melted tar. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're going to start flailing and brushing your skin and like, ugh, I don't know. There's just, it's so gruesome and it, brutal. It really honestly is. That one's. This like, is of the special minds that we're talking about that to, like to come up with something like that. And then getting the only thing that's putting you out of your misery at the end is getting molten silver poured over your eyes. That yeah. kills you. Like, you would almost be, like, like it's so fucked that you would be, like, like begging to get that done to you. Yeah. Yeah, right? they would... Like, just end it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. That that dude that ate his supper watching somebody do that with the pole, that one's still, to me, the grossest one that we've... Uh, like, physically the grossest one. Yeah. But this one is, like kind of diabolical this one's more like the type of fucked up shit serial killers do to people like because they they toy with their victim yeah right a little bit in a different way right than what we previously heard about here so that one's yeah yeah exactly it's that one's got a particular brutality to it there is so this one is along the lines of the impaling one, so the, that long spike. Yep. Except this one. Oh my! Oh God! Yeah. I just realized what that <laughs> <Yeah>. picture was. <laughs> this oh. one's called the Judas Cradle, and what happens with this one is the victims are forced to sit on a tall pyramid-shaped structure. So this is a lot bigger, a lot wider with. A lot less distance to travel. Yeah. Right? Excuse me. Um, This one, uh, instead of just your own body weight, 
actual men are pulling you down on top of this. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of men have, uh, they have his, their, their, are his, they pulling it from his legs? Yeah, see the way this picture or drawing is depicting this, it's not really looking like he's, it looks like he's getting pulled like across it kind of instead of down onto it. Yeah. Um, but I believe the actual way this one works is they're literally being pulled down onto this because the way it describes it here, the goal is to force their anal orifices open and slowly impale the victim. The cradle was rarely washed, so the victim dies either from the impalement or infection. Yeah, that's... And that's disgusting because that... That pyramid is wider than his body. Oh, like it's, yeah, it is. It's not just gonna go in you and stay in you. It's absolutely gonna tear you apart. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What do they got with sticking things up people's butts to kill them? <laughs> yeah. Uh, a very disgusting and brutal imagination. So, our next one is another really brutal one. Um, this one is called Saw Torture. Not a very interesting name. It's an interesting name, John. It's Saw Torture. Well... That is one of my fears. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. This one is, is really brutal because the picture... So, the picture depicts somebody being tied by both ankles, hanging upside down, and two little elves, which <laughs> they're probably just regular humans, but... Um, one, one looks like an Oompa Loompa to me, yeah. kind of. I don't know. That one, John. Oh, that, see, that one to me reminds me of the saw, like, jigsaw, like the little dude that rides out on the bicycle. Yeah. And has the weird laugh. But anyway, um, what it looks like they're using is one of those old school... Uh, logging saws where yeah. they had one person on each side sawing yeah. back and forth except they're sawing back and forth through his they're starting on his butt again and they're going through his torso and blood is draining into like a grate yeah keeps the mess down they're gonna saw him right in half from um from the upside down yeah that actually made me <laughs> that's gross feel eh? dizzy saying that like that's could you imagine no but, so, there is an actual reason they hang them upside down, though. Like, there's a so reason the you're not dreams. just being... No, no. No, why then? The victims are hung upside down to let the blood rush to their heads and allow them to remain conscious. Oh, my God. So, you're literally mm. alive for quite a while while this is happening to you. Um... So you're feeling this for a long time. Uh, the executioner will then saw the victim's body in half, <gasps> usually up to the abdomen only, to prolong their torment. Oh my god, because it keeps them alive longer, but they're being tortured. Oh yeah. my god. So you're you get cut <sighs> up to your up to your stomach basically, and then they just stop and just let you hang there in that pain. Oh my god. Till you. You either pass out or you die. You bleed to death. You, oh, yeah, you lose too much blood. 
Oh yeah. my god. So here's hoping you're a bleeder and you pass out quick. Um, so this next one, I'm not going through all 27 of them because we actually don't have time to go through all 27. Uh, but this one's called the Spanish Donkey. That See, th this is why I say creative name because that has a creative name. Spanish Donkey. However... It is a very slow, painful, brutal death, like all of them. <clears throat> Sorry about that sneeze. Oh, it's all good. It's, uh, I just get a towel. Hey, I covered it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one, they take a naked vi victim and they're put astride on a wooden board with a sharp V wedge on top. Oh. Varying, weight, var varying weights are placed on the victim's feet until the wedge slices through the victim's body. Oh my god. So you can see on this picture, it's not going to be a comfortable place to sit. Yeah, it's... I can't even really describe this one. It's it's a, a long, say maybe a five or six foot piece of wood that's cut into a, a, a triangle. And you're just tied with your arms behind your back and sat on it naked with cement weights hanging off your ankles which until... Is, which is pulling you into the sharpness of it and you're slowly basically getting cut in half again. Yep. Uh... Yeah, exactly. A lot of these torture devices are about... I guess it makes sense because that would be torture, slow and painful, but man, the brutality of them is just insane. This next one, I actually... I can't remember which Fast and the Furious it was on, but they used this one. It didn't obviously get too graphic, and the person gave the answers or whatever they're supposed to fairly quickly. I can't remember. Or they got away. I can't remember. I just remember seeing it, or at least a variation of this one, but it's called Rat Torture. Um, so what they do is they take a live rat... And they put it inside of a, a cage or a type of thing like that. And then they strap that cage to the victim's body. The bottom of this is open. So the part that goes against your body. So you, you'll be able to feel like the rat running around on your stomach or whatever, your chest. Um, but what they do is they heat the top of this. Oh, and okay. the heat, I mean, the rat doesn't want to die. It, it's uncomfortable. It's got to get out of there. The only place it has to go is through your body. Ugh. So this rat now starts tunneling into you, chewing at you, clawing at you to get away from the heat and the fire. Oh my God. Yeah. The rats have to eat through you to get out. Yeah. Yeah, this... This specific torture is to provoke the rat to burrow through the victim's body. Ah, uh, that's brutal. Yeah. So there's another very slow and very painful death. And if you somehow manage to survive this one, you're probably dying from some sort of infection or disease from the rat alone. Yeah. Um... So, okay, this one, for any of the female listeners out there, this one is particularly brutal because this one was designed specifically to torture women. 
Yeah. So this one, I told you about this one a bit earlier, and it was I, just for me to even imagine what this feels like because I feel like the it's it's a fair statement to say a girl getting elbowed or punched in the boob is pretty much the equivalent of a guy getting kicked in the balls like it's a very very painful experience i would say it's fairly similar however i still think a man's nutsack is more tender yeah but yeah like i've had mammograms and they've made me feel like puking and they feel really uncomfortable and they hurt and blah 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 but um I would still say a man's item. <laughs> yeah. Um, the jewels are a little more sensitive. I, I would say so, but that's <clears> definitely, <throat> if I'm picking something on my body, one of the most tender spots I'd point out. Yeah. yeah. So this one, this one is uh, called the Breast Ripper. Oh. And it basically looks like a pair of tongs. It looks like a pair of fucked up tongs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not... You're not flipping a chicken breast with this one. You're... It's... It's it's like a pair of tongs, and then at the end, it completely wise off on both sides into curled spikes that look very sharp. This torture device was specifically designed for women. The claws are heated first... Before the executioner pierces the woman's exposed breast, then they pull or tug the device so large chunks of flesh would be ripped from the victim. Yeah. Yeah. And the way this thing is shaped, it's yeah. absolutely like clawing out large chunks. And I just couldn't imagine the pain. Because first it's going on hot. Yep. So it's already burning you. And then it's puncturing you and then it's tearing Ugh. that i don't even know what to say about that because i feel like that would be really painful and horrible but i feel like the some people might live from that after that yeah unless you die of an infection but that's brutal because to me some of this torture the sweet, the sweet release is death, right? Yeah. And some of it is, like, if you don't die from it and they just let you live, like, that would be brutally painful to survive, right? Like... Oh. Oh, yeah. And imagine it, you did survive. How horribly disfigured you'd end up after it. Yeah. I, uh. Yeah. Um, so another one here. This will be one of the last ones. I'm going to talk about is the brazen bull, otherwise known as the Sicilian bull. Um, this one is a huge bull cast out of bronze uh, that has a latch, like a hinge latch, basically. So they force you into this. Yeah. You're inside this fake bull uh, made out of brass. And what they do is the executioner lights a fire underneath of this bull. And that obviously oh, starts to cook you, right? You're slow roasting inside mm -hmm. this thing. But the real crazy part to this thing is the way it's designed. 
is that the screams and bellows of the person inside, they come out of an opening in the area that would be basically the bull's nose or mouth. Um, make it sound like another, like like a bull, like you know what I mean. So people are using this as entertainment. I, to watch? You know, unfortunately, I actually think that a lot of ancient torture devices were designed in as entertainment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it was, yeah. a, there was an aspect of entertainment and gratification out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it, it was designed to amplify the chilling screams of the person inside. Like it's just, bah. and yeah. Yeah. That, uh, all of them are gruesome. Yeah. The last one I'm going to talk about real quick. This to me is one of the most brutal ones that are on here because they have a real back in the ancient times they real really want to put things in you yeah to, up your butt it yeah. seems like uh, yeah i'm sorry I no that's funny <laughs> <laughs> up your butt it's true though it's um this one is called the pair of anguish now it's a metallic device that is kind of in the shape of a pear when it's closed yeah. But it has uh, a threaded bolt, basically, that's in it. And as the, you crank on it, it slowly opens it up. Yeah, and it almost looks like a flower type. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. it. Yeah, it's described in one of the, the articles I was reading as basically blossoming as it's... Yeah. Right? So, imagine a closed flower opening. opening. Yeah. So... But it's not near as picturesque as a flower that's opening its petals. Um, the pair of anguish was a torture device used during the Middle Ages as a way to torture liars, blasphemers, homosexuals, women accused of witchcraft, and those who conducted a miscarriage. A pear-shaped instrument was inserted into one of the victim's orifices. Uh. Now, this consisted of... Oh, I know where this is going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But this consisted of the butt. <clears throat> yep. The vagina. Mm-hmm. Or the mouth for liars and blasphemers. Yeah. Now, none of these sound... Like, you don't want this in any of these. No. Um... The instrument consisted of four leaves that separate from each other when the torturer slowly turned the screw at the top. The torturer will decide if he wants to simply tear the skin or expand the pair to its maximum yeah. and mutilate the victim. Ugh. From the inside out, yeah. basically, yeah. The pair of ang anguish was usually very adorned to differentiate between... The anal, vaginal, and oral pairs. They also varied in size accordingly. Although this torture does not usually cause death, it was often followed by other torture methods. Oh, so that's like the appetizer. Yeah, this the, might just be the get you started before... You get your ass sawed through to your tor torso or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Man. So, that... 
is super gruesome, yeah. super brutal, and as strange as it sounds, I still find it very interesting, though, that this yeah. is how people conducted themselves back in ancient times. Like, that was normal. Yep. And it, it couldn't be further from normal in my head, and that's why I find it interesting. However, now we're going to move to your part where you're talking about the the modern, more modern ways uh, that there is torture devices. Yeah. Yeah. So my contribution to the podcast or to the episode is going to be um, torture in modern times, the kind of stuff that goes on nowadays. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm going to start with is... Um... Oh. Oh. Oh, what's that? Sorry? What What was that noise? Oh, sorry, that was just my alarm going off. I forgot to shut my sound off. Sorry about that. That oh. was... No worries. What was the alarm for? Oh, it was just to remind me to go listen to my, uh, to the newest episode of the podcast known as Little, Little Nerdy. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Little Nerdy is uh, definitely one of my favorite podcasts, too. Yeah, what's Little Nerdy about? Uh, Little Nerdy deals with um, a lot of the the lore behind anime. Yeah. Um, video games, mm -hmm. movies, board games even. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know what? I've even listened to a couple episodes uh, that dealt with one of my favorite things, which is horror movies. Yeah. So that's neat. Yeah, Little Nerdy is a great podcast. Owen and Michelle do a great job uh, presenting their their uh, information. And they also, uh, once a month, do their debate without hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. I forgot about... Well, I didn't forget about it, but I forgot to talk about it. Um, I was thinking maybe we could do something similar to that, like... Uh, we could call it Grouch on the Couch. <laughs> That's a joke, but... <laughs> yeah, the Grouch on the Couch is me, though, because I'm sleeping. <laughs> You're trying to wake me up. Yeah, so, little nerdy guys, check it out. It's yeah. available on every platform as well. Yep, and they release a new episode every Tuesday, and their once-a-month uh, deb debate without hate uh, comes out on Friday. Yeah. It's a Friday, always. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, check them out. All right, so getting back to um, modern day torture. All right, so I'm going to use an article off the website mensxp.com, I believe. Mensxp.com. And this is an article by Sanena Mullick. Sanena Mullick. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Alright, so I'm just going to quote the article because it's laid out pretty good. So it says, When people think of torture or torture techniques and devices, their mind on an autopilot goes to the medieval times. True, right? Yep. So, <clears throat> excuse me. A time when old school and brutal methods were implied on humans as a form of torture to retrieve information. Bizarre devices like the Iron Maiden, which we talked about, or the Rack, which we didn't talk about, and I'm not sure what it is, were used on prisoners while they were being questioned by authorities and for other reasons as well. While no one has ever banned torture techniques techniques as such, they have ceased to exist. 
they have ceased to exist on their own as they were too intolerant for human existence. But torture as an idea still exists and new forms of torture have appeared to be inflicted on the masses for the same reasons as the olden times. So, also quoting the article. Of course, with modern day technology in mind, torture techniques may have changed slightly in shape and form, but they still inflict grave repercussions on the psychological and physical framework of a human of a human being, and the impact is unforgettable. Let's see how torture techniques have evolved over the years and what modern day torture really looks like. Alright, so I'm just going to keep going with the article. A few years ago, a controversy sparked in the United States on whether waterboard, waterboarding, a form of torture used by detention facilities uh, where a wet piece of cloth was kept on a prisoner's face, mimicking the act of drowning, was an ethical way to torture prisoners. Detention camp camps like Guantanamo Bay use this method, <laughs> method frequently before the U.S. government banned this method to sanction something even worse for the prisoners. According to the to general, journalist Lawrence Wright, an FBI agent, an FBI agent told him that officials at detention camps in Egypt would release dogs on the inmates and let the dogs have their way with them, oh. including raping the men. Oh! Yeah. Wright claimed that such torture method, methods formed a catalyst in radicalizing many of these detainees. Well, a huge moralistic debate lies here, but as of now, there are no reports to prove if this is actually true. But could you imagine them taking away waterboarding because that's too... Uh, like inhumane yeah and then you're now getting raped by a dog yeah like an attack dog just comes in and starts attacking you and then it decides to rape you yeah no i mean it's not waterboarding sounds way more humane than that yeah um <clears throat> i mean it's not getting sawed in half from upside down but that's still brutal and gruesome. Yeah. And that's a more modern thing. Yeah. So the next one I'm going to talk about is called force feeding. So in the 99, like year 1999, yep. followers of Falun Gong, I don't know if I said that right, but Falun, Falun Gong. Oh, yeah. Placed or faced. Oh, man, I can't talk today. <laughs> faced persecution by the Chinese communist government. The followers were taken to the prisoners or to, uh... okay. You're tongue tied. Um okay. <clears throat> so the followers were taken to the prisons and tortured, where they'd be beaten up and other gruesome acts were performed on them. But the one that really breached the moral ground of existence was force feeding, where the prisoners would have a couple of tubes shoved down their throat and they were force-fed force a slurry of garbage, urine, feces, mustard, chilies, tear gas, and other chemicals. Whoa. So this was in 1999 in China. Yikes. So, yeah, tear you're, gas. you're being 
force-fed through a tube, tear gas, chem other chemicals. Feces. Yeah. Garbage. Ugh. Urine. Like, yeah. And they said a slurry, <clears throat> so that instantly makes me think that this gets thrown into a blender and then just forced down these tubes. Oh, man. You would be puking back up that tube. Oh, yeah. Hopefully these people just died fast. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that would almost give the feeling of waterboarding as well because with the tubes down your throat, yeah. then puking, that that puke doesn't have very many places to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a tube being in the way. So you're going to start choking on it. It's probably getting into your lungs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, suffocating from the puke of that would be a sweet escape too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the next one is called Tucker Telephone. Originally from Arkansas, the t at the Tucker State Prison Facility, the Tucker Telephone was devised as a form of torture, which was constructed as an old-fashioned crankshaft telephone. The phone was modified to produce electricity when cranked to torture inmates in the prison. Ooh. So, I mean, the ground wire would be connected to the prisoner's toe. Oh, yeah. Well, the hot wire would be connected to their genitals. Oh! The staff member would then crank the generator, which would send electric shocks through the inmate's body, electrocuting them. The Tucker telephone was banned in the 70s. So, even in the 1970s, there was some torture going on in U.S. jails like that. That's insane. To yeah. think that that was... Something as recent as the 70s. Like, I get that that was 40 plus years ago. Yeah. But that that's that doesn't seem like that long ago to have something so gruesomely torturous yeah. like that. Just Ugh. hooking it up to your nutsack. <clears throat> the next one is called Cold Cell. The CIA... Okay, so it says here the CIA is authorized to use about six different interrogation and torture techniques on prisoners. Yep. But I actually read a different number in a couple other places. So, um, for those of you who are going to come at me and say it's not six, I also read that, but I didn't come up with what it actually was. So, we're going with this article because I'm reading it word for word. The CIA is authorized to use about six interrogation torture techniques on prisoners. And one of them is the cold cell. The cold cell is where a prisoner is put in front of an air conditioner for hours, months, or sometimes even years oh. in order to torture them to retrieve info. A high-ranked Viet Cong officer who was captured during the Vietnam War, was placed in a tiny windowless room where the AC was on full blast facing him for four years. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. I thought you were going to say four hours. And I was going to be like, ooh, burr. But four years of yeah. the same torture over and over and over and over again. Like, yeah. I feel like... like I feel like, anyway, he was probably not just sat in front of it straight for four years, but if, if that was how it was, like, he literally just, he was fed, given food to stay alive, and absolutely just sat in front of an air conditioner for four years would be insane. Yeah. All right. Do you know what white torture is? No. All right. 
White torture, a form of emotional and psychological torture, is widely used today. And it is somewhat the worst torture technique adopted for prisoners. Hmm. The victim is placed in a room that is completely white and they're made to wear stark white clothing. And they're given white rice on white paper towels for food and are not allowed to speak a single word. Sensory deprivation soon makes a person hallucinogenic and eventually they may lose their sane minds. And that's something I want to look up more about because um, if it's one of um is somewhat the worst torture technique adopted for prisoners then i feel like there's at least a bit of a science behind that one yeah right? and i just find that interesting and why is white the is it is it because it's the absence of anything interesting like white is just nothing or like why is it why is white yeah that's <clears throat> makes me very curious too because i would have i would have expected black yeah and like jet black clothes jet black room uh i mean no light and all that black you're not even going to see your food anyway and that would be a huge amount of sensory deprivation right there i mean it, that's along the lines of a sensory deprivation chamber that people go into to relax yeah um However, lots of people that have done those have said about how having so many senses deprived, uh, you start hallucinating, you see things in there. Um, I've always wanted to try one of those like sensory deprivation, you float kind of thing in yep. the little chamber just for a quick experience. Like looking, us looking that up would actually be, I'd like to look that up. And and see why white. Maybe it's because it it maintains a like a fairly consistent sense of stimulation. Like there is no shutting off, like bright all yeah, the time. That could very well be. And you made a good point. Like maybe it just like all kind of kind of blends into one like white void of nothing. Like I don't know. Yeah, like I'm very curious <clears throat> about that. I mean, I will still take that over get my ass sawed. Oh yeah. 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 Rather than the the pain of that one. Yeah. Um although psychological torture cuz they say physical abuse, you know, if you're physically abused, you can your wounds can heal or whatever. Yeah. Psychological stuff will stick with you longer than a physical one, so maybe the white torture is really horrible i like you know what i mean like yeah um so there's one called the german chair the german chair is also known as the flying carpet it is a form of torture where the prisoner is tied to a metal chair in such a way that their upper and lower parts of the body is pushed towards the ground to an unbendable position giving them severe stress on their back neck and spine oh. this is a form of torture this form of torture often causes irreparable and permanent damage to the body. So it doesn't kill you like the medieval times, but there is still torture going on where, and I mean, it looks like, uh, I don't even know how to explain, like almost a really fucked up anti-gravity 
chair. Yeah, that is weird looking. It looks like a very oops, uh sorry, a very broken kind of deformed, almost like a camping chair, but yep. Oh. See, I think some of the stuff in modern times uh on the outside doesn't sound brutal, but I think uh our understanding and our science and everything else has evolved to the point where like you know, like, you can torture someone with a pressure point fairly easily. And back in, like, the olden times, like, absolutely brutal violence yeah. is all they knew. Yeah. Which is still really bad. But I feel like uh, you can inflict a combo of something physical and something psychological at a level that is very distressing. But it just, it appears to be less violent. But it's yeah. still very distressing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> no, absolutely. Because I know... I know one, and I don't know if it's a modern one or not, and maybe you're even going to touch on it, but I, just one I know off the top of my head is the Chinese water torture, right? Where it's just a, a oh, constant a drop. drop of yeah. water on your forehead. And that that doesn't sound bad. Well, water dripping on your forehead doesn't sound like it would be torturous at all, but after days weeks months yeah um that that would be torturous for sure mm -hmm. i can't imagine what that constant tap on your forehead feels like after days and days and days i know just sitting here tapping my head <laughs> like what a what a drop of water would maybe feel like i i, I feel like i could do this for hours and it's not gonna not gonna bug me but after a few days or a few weeks, that might be enough to drive a person insane. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's where we may not be, in in modern day, we may not be so brutal and gruesome, but we absolutely have the science behind psychological torture. Yeah. And like you said, that's that's a lasting... Oh, yeah, because honestly, if I had to pick torture that was ultimately going to destroy me, I would pick the violent one that just kills me. Yeah. I, I actually would. Like, if the powers that be were like, there's going to, you have to pick a torture that's going to destroy you. It's destroying you either way. Uh, one is psychological, but you get to live. But it's going to fuck with you so bad, whatever, that you'll wish you were dead. Yeah. Or brutal pain for, a, for a, you know, like a lifetime compared to even days of torture, right? Yeah. But you get to die. I would pick that one. Yeah. I actually would. Yeah. Well, and I think that's <clears throat> the, the, <clears throat> the, the idea behind any kind of torture is... To either have it, well, to no matter what, to have it end quickly. So you're either going to give in yep. and give people what they want or just the sweet release of death, like you were saying. Yep. The have it end then. And psychological torture would be... Because the one with the brutal pain, a gruesome, brutal pain, one that kills you is maybe maybe it's days of torture and then you die. Yep. Right? 
However, psychological torture is going to be something you survive, but lifelong torture now. Yeah, it's the gift that keeps it, on giving. Yeah, like yeah. it's never ending now. Yep. And I mean, um, <clears throat> there is a large degree of psychological torture involved with physical torture. So if you're picking the one that kills you, I mean, you've got both of them double concentrate at the same time, but it ends. It has yeah. a... There's it, an end to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and, exactly. I mean, <clears throat> I've went through emotional turmoils that I wouldn't call, like, psychological torture. But yeah. I went through, like, you, like we all have, right? Like, yeah. So have you. And even the stuff I've went through has felt, like, so bad at the time, psychologically. Yeah. That I just, I wouldn't, I have went through stuff before, as we all probably have, where I've like, oh man, I wouldn't even wish this on my enemy the way I feel right now. Yep. And could you imagine having that forever? Like PTSD from that? PTSD is insanely powerful. Yeah. To, like, to live with that later. Like, there's just so much other stuff. And being trapped in your head is a scary place if it's, if you've been, uh... If you're in a dark spot for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, so the next one we have is called the strapado. So it says this method was Ooh. used. This was quite popular during the Renaissance. So olden times, right? Yeah. But in modern day terminology, this is called the Palestinian hanging. Oh. The prisoner is hung with their arms behind their head, which causes the arm to dislocate from oh. the sockets. This mechanism also makes it very difficult for the prisoner to breathe. So you're being hung from a rope oh, by your God. arms, but your arms are twisted backwards and then they're almost right above you backwards. And yeah. Um, so this doesn't necessarily kill them either. It's torture. Oh, yeah. It makes it hard to breathe. But it's saying in modern day terminology, it has a name. So it's still being used. Yeah. Like, the hard part about... And I'm sure there's brutal stuff that gets used. Like, probably not unlike the stuff you've talked about. It's just that modern times, like, we don't have the report on it. We don't have yeah. history. Governments and other agencies doing things like this aren't going to be like, uh, yeah, here's our report. We ripped... Two guys' arms off. Yeah. People aren't... Like, it's top secret stuff, right? That's but... brutal. That picture <clears throat> really... Paint, yeah. like... Oh, and this person also does have a weight on them, too, pulling them down harder so that... And that's not, it's like... It's really pulling them out of their socket. Some there. super thin, scrawny, very hungry person like that. The, the person that's hanging there with the weight... Has got some weight to them as well. Yeah. I just, I, my weight alone, yeah. I couldn't imagine hanging with my arms bound behind my back. I would absolutely bust up both my shoulders instantly. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but that would suck because it wouldn't necessarily kill you. That's not a. Well, that's, ex yeah. yeah. You're just going to hang there in extreme pain. Yeah. So the next modern one is music torture. And this might sound a little bit tortureless, but trust me, it is used by a lot of governments to torture state criminals and it's exactly like it sounds. They place a victim in a room, 
They blast loud music directly on their face and everything is played from Metallica to Britney Spears. So I know that they've used music to drive people like, I think it was Waco with David Koresh when he had his cult and stuff. I think yep. they blared music. There, there has been times that music has been used in like really public stuff too yeah. to drive people out. I've heard about this in the past. For sure. And yeah, it doesn't sound torturous at all. But every time I hear about music torture, I always think of um, A Clockwork Orange. And I don't think you've seen that before. No, no, I haven't seen that one. But I'm not going to ruin it because I really love this movie. So if you are interested in a cult classic from the 70s, check out um, A Clockwork Orange. I love it. And music torture is used in that. And... Um, it's something that's always stuck with me, but I can see how music torture would be a thing, but I would still pick it over getting my ass sawed. Yeah. I keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong though, because <clears throat> I would, when I first heard about music torture, I was like, yeah, yeah, you listening to music, it's no problem. But yeah, being constantly blared loud and depending on the song for sure, because Metallica and Britney Spears, I could actually listen to that for a fairly long time. Yeah. And I'm not like a big fan of Britney Spears or anything. It's just that she was in our era. Yeah. And and that. However, the song Mbop. <laughs> you changed it on the radio the other day. I was like, man. It I... would absolutely make my brain melt if I had to listen to that. That's why you turned the channel. Yeah. I don't like that song. <laughs> I don't. That one would be my specific music torture. Listen to that one. Weird. Full I like blast for days. I was vibing on the passenger seat. Mm, bop. <laughs> and then all of a sudden John turns it and I don't say anything. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> but that's, it's all coming together. Oh, that's one of the worst songs out there. Um, I think for me, if there was a mixture of music, it wouldn't feel torturous to me. But if it was the same song, even if it's a song I loved over and over and over and over and over and it's getting blared in my face and it's all you hear 24 yeah. hours a day, that also, I think, would coincide with, like, sleep deprivation, too. Yeah. And other stuff, so... That would feed into sensory deprivation, yeah. I think, a lot on its own. <clears throat> so... There's one called the Cat Cat of Nine Tails. This torture device was also known as Cat. Um, and so the prisoner is flogged with a nine-tail flogging device, the ends of which have metal claws. And it, oh. it mentions that this was something that was used on Jesus. Oh, um, I was just going to point that out. Yeah. Um... There's metal claws. They dig into the skin of the prisoner. So basically it's a whip with teeth. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it looks painful. Um, so it says the metal claws dig into the skin of the prisoner. It claws the flesh out. It rips it apart. And this automatically made me think of, I think it's called The Passion of Christ. Yes. That movie. Yep. That's why I was going to mention that. Yeah. If other people want to not only watch Clockwork Orange, watch Passion, The Passion of Christ. I yeah. Think. I think that's what it was called. The Passion of Christ. That's like two and a half hours of torture. Of yeah. Mid, of like olden day torture. Yep. It is brutal. I cried so many times in that movie when I watched it, but. Yeah, that's. That movie, some of the the torture that was happening 
to him was like left me very uneasy on the inside yeah just seeing it because it's one thing to that's one thing about all this torture it's one thing to be like oh man that would have been so brutal but that and there's other movies out there and and that that i can't think of off the top of my head but i've definitely seen it. it's just when you see the actual torture happening even though it's actors and blah yeah. blah blah but it really brings a reality to it that it just oh it can really leave you feeling weird yeah and... it's, you're right it's it's one thing to like hear a story about something and be like that sucks but then it's like yeah what what are we having for supper right yeah but and it's another to like look something up because all the medieval stuff we looked at was obviously just illustrations because yep. there was no cameras back then it's not like we could see it right yep. so i mean it looked really fucked up but it's also like yeah it's not happening anymore yep. but then when you see something like even if it's being faked on tv it just yep. puts a different level of how fucking diabolical it is yeah like, exactly so it says that this cat of nine tails, this whip, um, the Inter-American Court of Human Rights ordered Trinidad and Tobago to put a stop to this method of torture where it's still being used from Ooh. time to time. Yeah. Jesus. <clears throat> so that still gets used. Um, so that was kind of all that I wanted to point out from that article. And what I actually came up with next was... Something I'm not going to do because we're out of time, but it might be a special for uh, some other day. Nice. <laughs> well, I'm excited to know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so if you guys visit our Facebook page, which is Dark Veil uh, Podcast with John and Tori, yep. I think is the name. <laughs> um, we're going to put up some links and some images of what we talked about today. Yep. And, um, you know, send us a message, uh, just check us out. I guess that wraps up episode 11. We did it. We did it. Um, so I guess please join us next Monday for some podcast, podcast and chill. chill.